Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Um, those of you that are avid listeners and uh, a weekly fan, you will notice that this episode has come out on what we always hope is the release date. Um, as I say that, you know what, I know full well that I'm going to get caught up in this or that and I will forget to actually upload it. Uh, so <laughs> let's see if that introduction was a lie. Um <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> I'm currently prepping dinner. Um, some of you have always uh, commented that you're a fan of uh, when I <laughs> bring you the honesty whilst actually living life. Um, I listen to a whole host of podcasts and none of them, <laughs> none of them that I ever listen to are nearly as unprofessional as me. Um, I wonder if you can class be professional on a podcast oh it's a good question who knows who knows that's a that's a bit of homework for from me to you <laughs> ask yourself can you be professional on a podcast um i watch and absolutely love watching um chefs on youtube i and it doesn't have to be a celebrity chef it can just be sort of people that say hey this is the dish that I make at home. Um, it gives me different ideas, and I, I love my cooking. And they always start with such warm enthusiasm. You've got like Jimmy Oliver, who's hello, food tubers, and he's all excited. Um, you know, there is someone literally out there with a stun gun and a net looking for Jamie Oliver. Um, there's another lady that I watch, um, she's, she's so. She's just absolutely adorable. Um, she's like, oh, yes, welcome to our kitchen where I'm going to show you some really nice recipes. I'm like, oh, your kitchen looks so relaxed. My kitchen is not a relaxed environment, but I don't want it to be. Uh, <laughs> Dad always comes in and he's like, how on earth can you work in this chaos? Right here, right now, I'm actually going to describe the chaos in front of me. Um <laughs> So, I've had a delivery arrive of my new coffee pods. So, that's a huge box on my coffee counter. Um, I've got a loaf of bread out that I don't need for dinner. This is something that Dad had out earlier. Um, I've got a bowl in front of me. Yeah, can you hear that? That's that's with my little cashew nuts and uh, raisins, my little snacky snack after a run. Um, And then I've got (laughs) some ingredients Behind me, the rice is cooking, and then I've got some saucepans out and ready. They are littering the side as we speak. This is actual chaos. Um, I, <laughs> for that reason, this is why this is an audible version of me instead of a visual, because I think a visual <laughs> representation would not go down well. Um, I think I think you'd all be really really quite off put by just how chaotic my kitchen is uh, but you know what i like it so stop judging um so those of you that are interested by the way i'm making a chili con carne um so you know as as the meal progresses i'll tell you how it's going now, some of you may be looking at the title of today's podcast and going, I'm not entirely sure what on earth this has to do with anything. Uh, do you know what? 
It's a good question. It's a fair point. It's, it's a very valid point. Um, so I know I've mentioned in the past, um, it's sort of, we, we may have even done a, a, an episode on um, being an LGBTQ plus family. Um, I don't actually discuss being um, an LGBTQ plus uh, parent very often. I'm asked by new um, prospective adopters what life is like as, um, so yeah, when I'm asked it's what's life been like in the same sex relationship. Um, little dude is often asked, you know, what's it like to have two dads? And we're asked those questions. So at those moments, we do talk about it. But in general, I don't really talk that much about it. Um, my therapist, I don't have a therapist. Um, <laughs> if I did, I'm sure my therapist would say that I'm avoiding something. Um, but I think that's because therapists like to say that you're avoiding something so they can book you in for another session so that you don't avoid it. <laughs> the only thing you won't avoid is pain. Um, so I think over the course of our relationship, Dad and I have have been in been in our relationship and we have just become us. Um, it's I have uh, an invested interest in the LGBTQ plus community, but it's not, it's not who I am. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess it's part of my identity. Um, the same as being adopted is a part of little dude's identity but for both of us and on both counts it is such a small part of who I am that it isn't isn't that big a deal or that it doesn't just doesn't come into my world very often um, now Interestingly, from that, you know, I'm incredibly proud of who I am, the relationship that I'm in, and the family that we've got. And I have to accept that within my world, I'm, I'm able, within my lifetime, things have changed to allow me to be married to the man that I love, to have a property in both of our names, and to be legally allowed to adopt our child. Um, all of those things have changed within my lifestyle, within my lifetime. Um, so I have to acknowledge, and I don't I don't shy away from being in a same-sex relationship to sort of for a place of shame. 
I actually see it as as my gracious nod to all of those wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pioneers that worked and campaigners who worked so hard to make it possible for me to be able to do those things. But as a result, I want to actually live my life as close to, and I'm using bunny ears at present, normal as what those campaigners were looking for. I don't want to keep shining the light on being in a same-sex relationship and having a property, being married and having a child and we're a couple of gay men that have been able to do that. Because I actually think that that continues to perpetuate a problem that doesn't, isn't there for us. Um, instead, I'm going to honour that hard work and I'm going to just live my life. If I found myself up against persecution, up against people that struggled with my sexuality, I will 100% stand up against that. Um, I think I've said before that's something that little dude will always defend us on um, and will get very passionate about defending us on. Um, and he doesn't like it if he meets someone who's narrow-minded and he understands that there are people out there that do live that world. And he now feels it's his responsibility as much as it is mine to educate those people. Um, and he works to do that, which I think is really adorable. On to the third pepper now. <laughs> um, this one's an orange one. Um, I think it's important. I think it's important that we talk about it. But I also think that it's important that we don't talk about it. And don't acknowledge it as something different. Because actually, I am... I just want to be seen as a family. I don't want to be seen as a gay family or a family that has gay parents. I don't little dude being labelled in schools the kid with two dads because that's not that's not who he is. Um so it's it's important I think to to acknowledge that um, but to also not live in the shadow of it or live kind of with that being everything or that being the main thing um, yeah it's it's important. But it's also important to live life and be be a family. I don't want to be the same sex family. I'm I acknowledge that we are, but I don't want that to be the only thing that people recognise. Now I'm hoping that that all makes sense, and I'm hoping that that hasn't upset or offended anyone. Um, if it has, it, you know, if it has upset you, then drop me a line. But I'm hoping that it hasn't. So, the reason I'm talking about this today is 
recently, as part of my work with Adoption UK um, and within my area, I have been asked to help set up um, an LGBTQ plus um, support group. And me being me and me, me with my yeses, I was like, of course I can, not a problem at all, it'd be my pleasure. Uh, currently just prepping the garlic, so you know, sorry if it gets a bit smelly. Um, so I was, um, I was contacted and asked if I'd be able to help set up an LGBTQ plus um, online support group for our region. And I said, hey, of course, you know, not a problem at all. Always happy to help. I then started speaking to Dad about this before I had my meeting. And I need to give some credit here, but since he doesn't listen, I should steal all of the credit myself. Uh, he, He was the one, when I sort of spoke to him, he said, you know, why? Why are we setting that that group? Um, I said, well, you know, I, I think it's it's really important for sort of support networks and for you to find people that are similar to yourself. And he pushed back and said, well, if I'm in a room with an adopter, then, or actually, if I'm in a room with a parent, then there's already something similar. Um, he said, you know, it shouldn't matter if I'm in a relationship or not, shouldn't actually become a contributing factor. Said, if we continue to be same-sex doctors, that's all we are. And we actually push, you, you push the LGBTQ plus community away because they're always falling under the label of being LGBTQ plus. Um, I said, you know what? That's actually a really fair argument. Um, I said, to counter it, however, when little dude was young, for him to go into a room whereby he was with other young people that had been adopted by LGBTQ plus parents, that must have been quite nice for him to see that he wasn't on his own, he wasn't unique. Um, you know, there were other children in similar situations to, to him. To which Dad said that he hadn't necessarily thought about it that way and he really did value what I was saying and agreed that from a child's perspective that must be quite quite different to begin with and to find other children similar to you must feel quite um quite nice and quite a quite a comfort there so so he approved of the group um providing it was for the right reasons <laughs> um which was nice um so but it did make it did make me think it did make me think about what it should look like. So when we had the first meeting about it, um, about setting this group up, we said, oh, we want to set up the LGBTQ plus group. 
I said, um, yes, but I want to call it the LGBTQ plus and allies group. Um, and both people that are helping me to set this up said, you know, what do you mean by that? I said, well, someone who supports the LGBTQ plus community should still have access to something like this. We should still be utilizing and sort of supporting those relationships. Think also about what what about if you've got solo adopters, straight adopters who have children who identify as LGBTQ plus and this adopter has no knowledge of the community, no awareness, no understanding of how best to lay their support for their children. Where does this person go? Has has the group just isolated them and said, no, you're not welcome because you're not in a same-sex relationship? Um, what about parents that don't have children who identify as LGBTQ+, but want to learn more about it so as they can teach their children about inclusivity and can open their minds to that world and ensure that the next generation, which they already are, are better than this. You know, a, a acceptance. Let's, let's push for this. Let's actually allow that to be a thing. Um, these um, people that I was talking to to set up the group they really valued that as an idea um, and we're rolling with it um, which is awesome the first meeting that we're having is actually tonight um, if I release this episode on time <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to it the idea being um, same as when I did the physical meeting um, I will help set the group up make sure that it's up and running and then I will look to ask somebody to take over the chair of this position so as they can just ensure that the meetings are going ahead and the group is moving forward. It's the time commitments that I have. I don't have the availability to be able to commit to doing this long term, but I agree that it's something that needs to be done. So I want to help get it set up, but also know that I haven't got the availability to be able to do it well for long um so that's knowing my limitations um tonight's meeting is going to be a meet greet howdy doody um it's also going to be a this is you know this is what the group means but how would you like the group to work moving forwards what do you see the as the value of this meeting what's what's the point um, and how do we make it a successful meeting for everyone um, and I am really 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 excited because I've got at least two adopters joining the meeting who have expressed that they are straight but have children that have identified as part of the LGBTQ plus community. And 
that has made me feel fantastic because they would not have attended a same-sex adopters group otherwise. And I think that that is really cool. Um, and I think, you know, I have to be grateful for Dad for sort of pointing that out and, and getting me to start thinking that way. Couldn't couldn't have thought like that without him. So that was really cool. Um, sip of coffee time, excuse me. Oh, that was actually a gulp because it was adorable. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> so I think recognizing that we needed a group like that is important, but also recognizing that it did need to look different. And I think when I when I look at my ambition of acceptance and tolerance for me and this is just my ideology 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 voila um my utopian world is is one whereby labels aren't there one whereby labels don't need to be a part of what we're doing and they don't really exist instead it's it's more this is person a and person b that's it let me introduce you you don't need these labels and ironically this the new the, the new generation are kind of paving the way for that, I think. Um, and I'm going to be expressing some views and stuff here. So, but, without hey, I'm getting into hot water. Hey, um, <laughs> but I'm going to be expressing some views and opinions here. Um, obviously, I mean no offence, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking as I'm thinking. So, excuse me if it goes wrong. Um, I don't mean any offence. I'm just talking it out loud, right? But I think that the newest generation are working really hard to remove those pre-existing labels the irony is they're I think that whether they know it or not I think that they're looking to do that by adding more labels to begin with um, so what I mean by that is the new I'd say new label it's not new but new-ish label of pansexual um, this was a, a label I hadn't really heard much about. Um, wasn't an episode of Will and Grace, just saying. Um, chef in there was cute. 
<laughs> and what what pansexual essentially is is it's kind of like redefined bisexuality and what I understand it to be is someone who actually doesn't look at a gender for their sort of um, sexual preference they don't care if you are male or female so instantly you're connecting there with um, what I, the term I would have known of bisexual. The difference with pansexual is it also includes people who are non-binary and transgender. So it is essentially, it's, it is someone who is just attracted to the person, not any form of label. Um, which I think is a really, really incredible way to sort of approach this. Then the other term that is being used um, is non-binary um, or gender fluid. Um, again, they're two different things, but it's to do with um, gender. So non-binary, again, this is my understanding. And I know what you're screaming at your listening device saying, hey, you're part of this community, you should know. I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> non-binary is when you don't identify as male or female um, you would prefer to use the pronouns of they them this is a, an area that I have still got a lot of learning to do um, it's not something that I have experienced much of and I've actually not met someone who identifies as non-binary therefore it's not I've not met someone to help educate me. Um, but that's my general basic understanding of that. Gender fluid is when, pretty much what it says on the tin, is when someone does not necessarily feel that they fit into certain categories and they may feel at certain times that they are identified more as male and other times they feel they identify more as female so they are just fluid with their gender both non-binary and uh, gender fluid has nothing to do with sexuality um, the same as transgender has hey I am I'm again I'm saying these things please correct me if I'm wrong and I will put out a public apology transgender has nothing to do with sexuality just because you are transgender does not mean that you are then homosexual or heterosexual. They are two very separate things. Transgender is someone who is born in the wrong body, effectively. Uh, they are born as male and would want to be female. They will be transitioning from male to female or vice versa. Um, transgender has a whole host of different layers in as much as someone could choose to medically transition or they could just choose to transition in sort of their pronouns, their attire, um, it could be, it could be whatever they decide. And I think that's, that's a takeaway.
um, understanding that someone who is transitioning, it is their choice to their level of transition. We, we as the onlookers, we as the other people that are not in that world, do not have the right to say, well, that person isn't transgender because they're not medically doing it. If they are making that decision, that is up to them. We do not get an opinion in this. We, we just have to allow someone to be who they want to be. And that's a crucial part. Now, what I think the new generation are doing by having non-binary, pansexual, they're paving the way, they're making life easier for that next generation. So when somebody is questioning their identity, having the they-them pronouns allows that fluid approach um, and that flexible approach. Having pattern sexual, it allows for a, a fluid approach to sexuality and, and who you are interested in. It makes life easier. Um, now, there's ever such a slight chance that I've repeated myself because uh, my recording messed up. So if I have repeated that, I do apologise. If I haven't, there's ever, <laughs> ever such a slight chance that you've missed out on me stumbling over my words and questioning my words about uh, some of my early days experiences. So <laughs> I won't do it again. It's fine. Um, what I'm saying is, you know, it's really exciting that the world is changing. Now, what needs to happen is the authorities that be need to then adapt and change with it. I was having a conversation with a social worker um, about the new LGBTQ plus and allies group um, and talking about what, what that would look like and everything like that. And she was really excited about the sort of different approach that we were using there. Um, and had let me know that she was having conversations with her managers about looking at relationships in different ways. Um, you know, she, she was raising the question of what if we meet adopters who are in open relationships? What if we meet um, adopters who are in a throuple? I don't know um, legally um, if throuples can get married. I, I don't know that. Um, I have no idea. So, but just because someone is not married does not mean that they cannot adopt. So this social worker was asking the question, what if we met someone who identified as a throuple? Um, how, how would we approach this? And this was initially met with a lot of um, uh, <laughs> um, but and, and perhaps they're not in the position to be able to answer that question yet. Perhaps they haven't thought about it. But maybe it's something that they need to be thinking about. Because I mean <laughs> Dad and I were having this conversation and <laughs> agreed that we are very happy in our relationship, um, but adding another person into the mix that I would have to cook for <laughs> or care for, um, 
it just wouldn't work. Um, instead of being a thruple, someone would end up being throttled. Uh, it just wouldn't work. Um, but there are people that are in really, really happy relationships. Who's to say that they couldn't offer a fantastic home to a child? Is it just because it doesn't conform to the norm that we then say, oh, no, it wouldn't work? Why? And I guess it's about pushing that back and just challenging some of those things, um, which I'm really excited about. So let us see what happens. Let us see what the world brings um, and and what is next. Um, I'm hoping that you found this to be an interesting episode. I'm hoping that the aim is that I'm looking for more inclusivity um, and, and more engagement. So hoping hoping that I'm stepping towards that and not away from it. Um, if in today's episode I have said something that is not quite accurate, please do get in touch. Let me know. Educate me. I am I am not a prophet. I am not someone who knows an oracle of knowledge of everything. And just because I identify in the LGBTQ plus community, it does not mean that I know everything about said community. So please do educate me. Um, like I said at the start, and I will reiterate, if what I've said has in some way caused offence or I've, I've misrepresented something, please do let me know. I will make every effort to make that right. Um, I'm only going by my knowledge base and I'm, I'm always open to learning. Um, Follow us on, I mean, the most active social media that I've got is our Instagram page, which is um, adoption.adventures, but all of the rest are within the thread there. Um, I am going to conclude the episode now because, A, like I said, the recording did not work on the last time, so I had to <laughs> go back quite a bit. Um, B, my dinner is now ready, um, and you can't smell it, but it does smell divine. Um, so from me to you, fairly well. Hope you have a lovely week ahead. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. <laughs>